I'm just going to share a few thoughts with you just for 10 minutes of your time. And um, it's interesting because uh, put yourself in my shoes. What do you share for 10 minutes with this awesome group of people? Christmas thought, Jesus-centered. And uh, I just want to grab your attention for a moment because uh, I just know you're amazing people. And um, I also know that when Jesus gets in the middle of your life, life goes to a different level. And I just want to throw a few thoughts out there for you at this Christmas point. Because Christmas is a special time. It's, it's the unique time, isn't it? And here's why it's special for everyone, wherever you stand with faith and church and all the rest of it. Most people get time off. Round of applause, we like a bit of time off. Yes. Most people get a gift. Round of applause, you like a gift. I like a gift. I've got a gift, right? Evie, you bought me a gift. Come on now. It's that special time when we make the effort to see people. Give me a wave if you've got to see someone this Christmas, family member, someone, yeah, loads of people. That's the only time of year we all do it. You see, my birthday's great because it's all about me. But Christmas, it's, it's about all of us, isn't it? And it's such a unique time of year where we all celebrate something. I like the fact that it's leading into the new year where... We reflect a little bit, and I think it's a good exercise to think, how's the year gone? What do I want next year to look like? What could I do better? You know, all those kind of things. It's a good, let me encourage you, take a moment. Take a moment on that glass of port or wherever it is after your dinner and consider your life. Because next year could well be your best year yet, but it will be if you choose. And sometimes you just need to make some choices. So let me encourage you along those. We've given this theme to this meeting, Deck the Halls. And so uh, I did that on purpose because I want to bring a few thoughts around that. Someone earlier asked me, what does that even mean? It's decorating your place. You know, we deck the halls with bells and holly so that when people walk into your home, everyone knows you're celebrating Christmas. Give me a wave if you've decorated already. Anyone? Most people have decorated. We decorated a bit early this year because we were away. We always do 1st of December. 1st of December is Christmas Decorations Day in our house. But we were away in Wales on that day, so we did beginning, uh, end of November. Broke all our own rules. But it's good. I, I want to show you a picture. This is how some people might decorate their house. Now that's going some. That's going some. I took that earlier at Uncle Dan's house. And uh, his neighbours love him for it. It's okay because he's tapped into their electricity. But that is really decking the halls. That's really going for it. Someone else might do this. <laughs> I haven't quite pushed the boat out there. Agree with the principle, but look at theirs. That's cool. Before I came out this evening, I wanted to kind of make a point, so I popped round to Ian and Becky Fraser's house, and I took this photo. <laughs> and, um, yeah, well done, guys. We really like that. There's some people, that's where it's at, you know. We, we have a go, but, you know, they haven't quite nailed it. But back to a similar picture as the beginning. The next one looks like this, and this is what I love. You see, when people proper make the effort, people want to come and see. People want to go and have a look. I quite like those people who do it, and then they have a bucket outside for charity, because people go, oh, look at that. It makes me feel Christmassy, all the lights. And it draws relationship. It draws people to it. So the heavy link I want to make here is that's decking your halls for Christmas, but how do we deck our lives? And is it attractive? Does it draw people? And does it engage relationship and life? And I think they're great questions to ask yourself. For me, Christmas is about Jesus coming. 
That's why we all celebrate it. Jesus is coming. And I love the fact that one of the things Jesus said he came to do was to bring fullness to life. One of the things he said is he wants to bring abundance to your life. He wants to add to your life and make it better. The verses on the screen where he says that. He came that your life would be better. I wrestle as a senior pastor, as someone who's sown his life into promoting the church and, and looking to Jesus. I wrestle with people who don't quite get Jesus and they listen to other people's opinion rather than looking at the history of Jesus. And when you look at him yourself, you will find this is true of him. He was kind. Jesus was kind all of the time. You'll find this true of Jesus. He was non-judgmental all of the time. People wanted to be around Jesus. He was forgiving. He was full of peace. He was a joy to be around. He made people smile. He was inclusive. The trouble is when you ask someone who's maybe got an opinion on Jesus, if they've actually looked at Jesus, are they looking at the real Jesus or something they've heard about Jesus? And so as a senior pastor, it's my big goal to point you to the real authentic Jesus because he is epic. When Jesus walked the planet, they wanted to be there. If they heard that Jesus was coming to town, you know, and they didn't have internet then, they didn't have like social media to advertise Jesus, word got around. But when Jesus rocked up, thousands, thousands of people gathered to hear him. They wanted to hear what he had to say because he was an enigma. We want to know about this Jesus. I've heard things about him. They wanted to be there. When there was a party, and we're not talking about the religious party, we're talking about the party goers, because obviously we're not that, are we? <laughs> Another party. Jesus was invited to the party. I think my big wrestle is that church people don't get invited to parties because they think church people are proper boring. <laughs> Jesus wasn't proper boring. He was invited to the party. They wanted Jesus there. Come to our party. Do you know why? Because he was kind. Because he was inclusive. Because he was non-judgmental. Because he made people's lives better. And do you know what? He's still doing it today. He makes people's lives better. He's still doing it. He wants to make your life better if you'll allow him. One of the things that Jesus was asked, and it was a good question. Jesus You've said you've come to make life better. We can see that people love being around you. You're this amazing guy. What's it all about? How do we live life the best? What does it all boil down to? And he said this, and the screen will come up. He said, love God and love people. I like that. I can do that. You know, there's all these rules in the Old Testament. So many rules. Do this, do that. And Jesus said, no, 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 don't worry about it. Love God. Love people. But as I look around in life today, I think we, not too many people get that right. I think there are amazing people who love people. I look around and did anyone watch the jungle, Celebrity Jungle? Was that just me on my own? A few people. Some of those guys were really kind, weren't they? I was like, they moved me. When old, when old Nick gave his pillow away, I was like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Poor old Anne couldn't sleep. Have my pillow. People are kind. I find lots of people who learn about God, make it their business to know about God, but are rubbish with people. Give me a wave if you know anyone like that. <laughs> and that's the trouble. People look at the church and they think everyone's like that. But you know, the only people that Jesus had to wrestle with on this planet, there's two groups of people actually that he had to wrestle with. It was religious people and his own family. They were the only two groups of people he had any hassle with. 
kind of weird, isn't it? And I think that's still true today. I've got to live with Uncle Dan. <laughs> Jesus, the one who came to bring fullness to life. Jesus, the one who came and said, I want to make your life abundant. Jesus, the one who says, I haven't come to take anything from you, but add something to you, said this, love God and love people. And when you do that, you go to another level. Love God, love people. Look at this with me. Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23 says this. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. And here's the reality. For anyone who makes it their job not to know about God, but to know God, these things develop as traits in your life, and they're attractive. It's not just about knowing about him. There are people in this room who will know about God more than me, but I'll stand alongside anyone saying who knows God himself. He lives in my heart. When you build a relationship with him, and Jesus came for relationship, this develops. This is the fruit of that, and it's attractive. Who wants to be around someone who's kind? Who wants to be around someone who's full of joy and makes you laugh? I love a good laugh. Who wants to be around someone who's generous? Who wants to be around someone who's faithful? This is something you will never hear. Oh, I hate being around you. You're so kind. You really got on my nerves. You're so faithful. So gentle. Can you see it? So the challenge to us this Christmas is could we be people who develop these traits and deck our lives with these traits because I promise you they breed relationship, they breed life, and they bring hope everywhere you go. You can make someone smile. Here's the extra. You could do your best to develop those traits all by yourself, and you'd probably do okay. But when you say, God, I want to do this with you, he comes in and adds his super to it. I'm natural, you're natural, God's supernatural. And so when I say, God, I think I'm quite kind, but when I do life with you, he gets his weight behind me and I become super kind. You know, I feel like I'm quite a faithful sort of guy. You can depend on me. But when I do life with God, he gets his super behind me and I become super faithful. And it's good on display. People like to be around it. It engages friendship and relationship and it brings life. I want to suggest this. The only reason Vivian Wiggins is able to do what she does is because she cares and is kind towards homelessness. But the reason she gives her career and her life to it is because God's put its weight behind her and now she's super caring and super kind. I think she deserves another round of applause. Could we be people who do exactly what Jesus said and love God and love people? Because I know, I know, I know that it will take your place, your life to a different level. And you will love it. And the people around you will love it. Jesus came for good things. Jesus ultimately is God's demonstration to you of his super love for you. He will add his super to your already brilliant traits. I know every single one of you are amazing people. I'm sure you're kind. I'm sure you're loving. I'm sure you're faithful. But imagine having the creator of heaven and earth get his weight behind your life and take it to another level. That's what Jesus came for. He came for relationship because he wants you to have the abundance that only he could bring. You won't get it anywhere else. And so our question today 
is the exact same question that the innkeeper had in Bethlehem. Do you have room for him? Do you have room for him? And I think there's been all kinds of religiosity put around Jesus, but ultimately Jesus came for relationship. And if you make room for him in your life, I can promise you this, your life will go to a better place because he will add his super to it. Jesus, when he was on the earth, he went around setting people free from all kinds of life issues all the time. And I know people in this room who could say, he's done that for me too. And he wants to do it for you. He will add his super to your life and take you to somewhere new. So the thought, and I hope you'll wrestle with this thought, is could your life be decked out with a little piece of heaven that brings with it hope and peace and joy that is actually beyond explanation? Because it has to be Jesus. I couldn't have done that thing on my own. Could I pray for you? Lord. Father, I thank you for every amazing person you've brought out tonight. Lord, as we wrestle with the big things in life, our own lives, what next year look like, looks like and next five years look, looks like, Lord God, could you speak to us? Could you come and touch our hearts? Could you come and add your super to my natural? Lord, as only you can, not because I've tried to say something clever or funny or nice, not because we've sang nice songs, but because you're almighty God and you can. Would you touch people's hearts even now? Would you let this Christmas be the most special Christmas because for the first time ever, we opened up and said, okay, Jesus, let's do this. Show me what it's all about. Could we be a group of people that learn better than ever to love God and to love people that you might be glorified? 